Hey, welcome back to the Enduring Churches podcast. I'm Alan Small. I'm here with Trent Young, and we are here to help you and your church endure. I'm coming to you from my back patio in Jacksonville, Texas. And Trent, tell us where you're at. Well, I'm in one of our guest bedrooms that has nothing on the walls. See? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we're in our home just south of Bland, Missouri, and there's nothing bland about it. So it's it's a great place to live. We're enjoying it very much. And Alan and I are, if maybe this is your first time to, uh, to tune in to our podcast, but we just recently both have moved to take on new positions. Um, both Alan and I are now what they would call directors of missions or executive directors or AMS, which is Associational Mission Strategist. And uh, he's in East Texas, no longer in Colorado, and I'm no longer in Oklahoma, but now in Missouri. So it, that's so confusing. <laughs> I know. It's like, wow, a lot of, lot of, a lot of change upon us, uh, upon us both. But we are so glad to be here, and we are here, um, and still here because we care about you, and we care about your church, and we want to see you um, last in ministry, and we want to see your church be successful. So, Trent, today we want to talk to people. We just made some, we just made some separations, um, and some mm-hmm. some hard separations from people we love and care about. But that's not necessarily what we want to talk about today. Is our separation, but it's how we feel when uh, um, others separate. From us so tell us about that yeah i think you know alan and i both have served as pastors for a long time and uh, we have seen this happen a lot of times where someone in our church that had been very involved uh, begins to not show up near as often and it's a slow process i think alan and it, it you know people just kind of slowly drift away and so today we want to talk about that. How do you deal with that? When someone is pulling away from your church, what do you do? And I know that Alan and I both have experienced this, and maybe you have experienced this as well. And, and we would encourage you, if you have some thoughts, please contact us and let us know your ideas too. Yeah, we'd, we'd love to hear them. So Trent, what do you mean when you talk about someone who pulls away? Well, you know, it, it's usually somebody that you that you're used to them being very involved in your church. Um, It's not as noticeable as somebody who's, you know, always been kind of a a fringe person, but instead somebody who's a a ministry partner helps out in the ministry of your church. And then for some reason, unexplainably, they just stop showing up. Maybe they are there once in a while, but they, they just kind of drift away and, and as soon as, as that happens, Alan, I, tell me your thoughts about this, but pastors were, were typically a little bit uh, worried that it's because of us, right? They're mad at us, or they don't like us, or we said something. And so what do you think? Uh, the, you mean pastors be a little bit paranoid about what's going on behind their back? Never, little, never, yeah. never. I never felt that way at all. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah, I try, it's, it's one of those frustrating things of we tell people, we tell people all the time, if you've got a problem with someone, go talk, talk to them. And then people leave our churches and we don't we don't follow up. And I've been guilty of that. I know you've been guilty of that. We've talked about that 
Um, yeah. But it's it's a mistake that we make probably way way too often in ministry. And before you know it, we look up and someone's not involved in any church for six months, a year, two years, whatever. Yeah, and you know we are insecure as a group for the most part. I think most people are insecure, that, and we covered up with bluster and 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 all that, but. A lot of times it's, it has nothing to do with us, but we think it might. And so we're afraid to have a, have a uh, conversation about it. Um, but a lot of times I, I found, you know, from talking to people, and I will tell you this, Alan, I, I think most of the time we wait way too long to ask, you know, ab about what's going on. But when we finally get around to it, find out that maybe it was a health issue and we missed an opportunity to minister or maybe there was conflict between them and someone else in the church and they didn't know how to deal with it and so there's all kinds of reasons that it could happen yeah you're you're absolutely right there it could be a marital issue it could be a family issue um so so many things creep up that cause people to slide and it could just be you know, they went through a spiritually dry time and they were very, very redeemable and have become less and less redeemable as time has gone on. And I think you're right. Really, how do we handle that? Probably the first thing we could say is whatever it is we do to handle it, we oftentimes wait way too long um, to intervene in that situation. And I think that's that's pretty much true um, in almost all of our pastoral ministries. And I know we don't want it to be. We don't mean for it to be. But that's oftentimes um, how how that happens. You mentioned Alan uh, a marital issue, and I, I've seen this a lot. And uh, when that happens, people are they they're not sure if they can if it's a safe place to bring that before their church. Uh, you know, not in front of the whole church congregation, maybe, but even in a Sunday school class or a community group. Um, something's happened in their marriage someone has left or is has an addiction or whatever that they're struggling through all of these things and they're like well i don't know that i can trust these people you know i, I know that they love me but you know it's hard isn't it yes definitely so people people have a hard time when they when they feel vulnerable um it, it, it's funny because you would think of any place you should be able to be vulnerable and that be okay. It should be at church. And yet that's probably one of the last places that people want to expose their vulnerability. And, you know, I think some of that comes back to us as pastors. Are we creating a place where it's okay for people to be vulnerable? Are we, are we building that kind of trust among, among each other, you know, but we all know the story. There's always that gossip and, and that, that tends to unravel things. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It, and so we've got to do, I guess, due diligence or extra effort to let people know that it's a safe place for them to share. And so even if they just share with you, here's a big deal, Alan. Uh, and I know that you and I both work very hard at this. When someone shares with us, we do not share it with anyone else unless we ask their permission. Um, and so, and even then, it's not a it's not a gossip thing if we 
we share a prayer request, but you know, it may not be with the entire church, but maybe somebody else that we trust that will pray. Um, and so it's got to be a safe place for them to come. And it's so sad that Satan whispers into the a person's ear that they're going to judge you. This isn't a safe place. And you're right, church should be the absolute safest place to share those things. Yeah, you're right. But I think, too, you know, not only do we not create that right atmosphere and, and work fast enough, but I think sometimes, too, we're, we're a little too quick to maybe take it personally in that process that, you know, you said a lot of times it may not have something to do with us, but we act like, like it has something to do with us. Like, by you not showing up, you have somehow wronged me um, mm. as, as your pastor. Um, that's not healthy of us. That is certainly not the healthy response. It may be a real response, but it is not the healthy response. Yeah, it's, it's it shows our insecurity. Um, and, you know, okay, say a, a married couple in your church that's been very involved, goes through a marital issue, and they realize that they need to go and instead of coming to you, their pastor, they need to go to a counselor and cheer them on, you know, and, and say, yeah, absolutely. And I'm here if you need if you need me to be. Or they realize that, hey, we need to go be at a different place to worship even uh, for a while. Cheer them on. Uh, it's much better to keep that relationship and then feel good about coming back to you later on than to blow it and you know throw a fit because we look like immature people then and it's important for us to keep people connected i mean that's one of the jobs we have um as a pastor it's the example of jesus when he when he uh told us the parable about the about the shepherd uh leaving the 99 to save the one i mean there's a principle in there that we should be willing to go after after those who are, are vulnerable. Um, Trent, why is that so important? Well, I think one of the things that causes the issue, at least for me, is sometimes I don't want to be offensive. You know, I don't want to be the guy who um, it's like, well, what's the deal? Why, you know, why are, haven't you been here? And we're afraid we're going to offend them. Um, I think that's one of the things that keeps me from doing it. But but you're right, if, if we need to be connecting people, that's our job. We're connecting people with God. We're connecting people with other people. And uh, I, I heard this quote, Alan, I think this is really important, that we will never get to the right places until we listen to the right voices. Hmm. And that really got my attention. And I know that's been true in my life. That's a, that's a, great, that's a great quote. Uh, we one that uh, we should probably put on on our our web page so people can remember that one. That really is a, a great line. So so Trent, when we're thinking about people who who are separated from us, what are some of the things that you think we can do when we recognize we've not seen someone in a really long time, or maybe feel like someone has pulled away? You know what what do you think is the first thing we ought we ought to do? Well. First of all, don't assume that they're mad. I think that that gets us, allows us the freedom to go and do something. But when after that, I think it's very important to to make a call. Go see them. 
just say, hey, I've been really, God has put you on my mind and I've been missing you. How can I minister to you? They, couch it in the positive instead of the negative. Yeah, that's great because I, I think one of the things that we do too is, um, you know, we, if we're asking someone how we can minister to them, uh, sometimes sometimes ministry is letting people go. I mean, maybe God has brought someone into your life for a season, um, and maybe it's okay to let them go to someone else or to to seek ministry in an, in another place. But you're giving them the freedom to tell you that as well um, that 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 time has come. But you're asking them something that is very non-threatening, like how can I minister to you? That's 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 not about you. It's it's about them. And and so you know, sometimes someone might say, "I just really need some space for a little while." Well, okay, be okay with that. Don't 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 hound them on it. Sometimes people say, "I don't know," but I've had people actually say to me, "Pastor, I'm really struggling right now. Would you would you get on to me? Would you help me?" Would you help me through through this time, Trent? You've probably been in that same situation as well, where someone's wanted you to help hold them accountable. Yeah, you know, I think that people expect that that it's never comfortable, right, uh, to be held accountable. But I think that that's an important thing to be able to do. Um, and and how do you do that? Um, you know, it it takes time, and a lot of times we don't want to invest that time. Um, not only to just, you know, verbally beat them, say, why weren't you in church and all that kind of stuff, but, but really say, hey, tell me what's going on. And it's so I think the biggest thing you can do is listen. I say this a lot in all of our podcasts, but it's so important uh, to be able to listen to their story. Tell me, you know, even if they're saying, hey, we're going to a different church, cheer them on, keep that relationship but ask them, hey, would you mind telling me a little bit about the process? Why, why do you feel that way? What happened? Um, just so that we can learn. I'm not trying to drag you back, but I do want to learn so that I can be a better minister. I think that's important. Yeah, and sometimes you might get information that's not not flattering, or it may be not even constructive or helpful. I know sometimes People are people, and sometimes we lose people for, for not very good reasons. But it is great when we can at least know the whys and we can know the story. If we don't know the story, it's 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 always going to kind of hang over our head. And that's the thing that I don't like. I know there's some there's some people, and I don't know their story, and it kind of hangs over my head. And it, it it's frustrating to not know what happened or or. And, you know, after a period of time, you, you, you stop caring until you run into that person and then you care again all of a sudden. So, you know, you want to think through this. You want to be proactive in this situation, not reactive. And so, you know, certainly, certainly work in that. And this is an important issue for one simple reason. What the enemy is, the Bible says he's like a, a roaring lion wait, looking for someone to devour. And, you know, in the wild, you know, lions would separate their prey from the rest of their pack and then pounce on them. And that's exactly what happens when people get disassociated from a family of faith is they become easy prey for the enemy. That's true, Alan. And, you know, right now we've had people that have um, separated themselves and kind of played into Satan's hand in that because of COVID and, and all these other things. And, some of them 
are not sure how to go back, how to go back to their church. And uh, so you may be thinking, well, I haven't seen so-and-so in a year. Well, hey, that's a good clue. You should be checking on them. You know, you need to. And so you take the first step as a minister or as a church member who's there, take the first step and say, hey, we sure have been missing you. Are you doing okay? Is there anything we can do for you or pray for you about? Um, take the first step because you're, Alan's exactly right. Um, Satan prowls around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And, you know, if you watch those nature shows like we, like Alan and I do, you know, those are pretty cool, except that you start thinking about that little antelope that's getting pulled away, you know, and that's our, your church member. That's right. We're, we're sheep and we, if we're wounded, we become very easy prey and we don't want to be, we don't want to be prey. I've noticed that sheep are never on the other side of that equation. Have you, have you noticed that? I mean, it's, you know, yeah. I think, I think there's a reason we're called sheep and that's because really on our own, we just can't defend ourselves. We are much safer when we're in the strength of, of our, of our pack, of our family, of our, our herd, I guess we're not a pack, but it, we're much safer when we we're in the confines of the family. And so pastors, if you're listening today, you are a pastor of a family. You have a, you have a flock and you want to take care of your flock and don't let them get away from you. I know it's easy to do. I know there's a lot of reasons why it happens, but do your best to not let that happen. Yeah. And, you know, Alan, people will tell you, well, I don't have to be in church to be a Christian. And usually when someone says that to me, I'll agree with them. I say, you, you're right. You don't have to be in church to be a Christian. But I will tell you, you're going to be a lousy one. You're not going to have the strength that God intends you to have. You're not going to be have the accountability that God intends for you to have. And so you're going to be a lousy Christian. You're going to be weak and sick. And you're going to be an easy target. So um, you need to be in, in a church. So... I think that's important. So as you see those people who have maybe drifted away, don't, don't just let them drift off to and never be touched and talked to again. Make sure that you make a connection with them, draw them back in, or at least keep the relationship. Yeah. So when you've done everything you can do, that's all you can do, but do all you can. And, and you won't regret that in ministry. So we hope that'll be an encouragement to you. And if you maybe find yourself drifting, you can even be a pastor of a church and find yourself kind of drifting away from, from your family. Um, you know, take those proactive steps. Get, get reconnected. Um, get someone who can help hold you accountable in that. And if you know someone who's drifting, be proactive. Don't, don't wait until it's too late. Now really get involved. And, and follow the, the picture that Jesus that Jesus set before us that we are that we are to shepherd our flock and so I hope that'll be an encouragement to you today so Trent tell everyone how they can uh, reach out to us if they would like to connect with us yeah we would encourage you to connect with us not just listening to the podcast which we hope you will share but you can also uh, connect with us on email uh, you can email Alan at A-L-A-N, Alan at EnduringChurches.Consulting. You can email me at Trent at EnduringChurches.Consulting. 
You can also find us on our Facebook at, at Enduring Churches or um, go to our website, EnduringChurches.com. And we'd love to learn more about your situation. Um, we, I know you've probably got some wisdom that you can share with Alan and I, and we would love to get the chance to reciprocate and maybe share some back to you. So thank you so much for listening today. And we hope that you will have an incredible day and we hope that you will endure.